1: Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs. I'm Suzy Q. Hey,
2: guys. I'm Sean.
1: Welcome back. And uh, it's good to finally uh, be back on the show uh, this day today. So um, let's see here. I know the first time, I think that was when I was sick, or is that when I was doing my test? I can't even remember.
2: <laughs> it was one of the two, yeah.
1: One of the two, yeah. So, yeah. Um, with my new job, I uh, had to take uh, what's called like property casualty uh, licensing as part of my new job, which is in the um, like, uh, insurance fields. So I'm with a country company or country financial now. And uh, so I passed all those tests. Woo-hoo! And then <laughs> congrats, uh, next congrats. week I do the next part of all my tests. So I got to take life and health. Uh, it's two full days of classes, and then the week after I take the other tests, so hoping to finally get all that out of the way and get going. So yeah, it's been a, been a little bit busy already this year, but I also got to say, I really love that new intro.
2: Yes, they, Brian <laughs> did an awesome job with that,
1: man. Yes, he did.
2: Talking about professional, man, we're, we're moving up.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> kicking it up, up a notch. <laughs> Well, today uh, we have a special guest um, who I know. His name is Tim Hamilton. He is out of Rockford. Uh, he is one of my uh, sponsors. Uh, he makes some awesome baits. Uh, my favorite are the, uh, the swim jigs, of course, uh, which I've uh, you know shown on my Facebook page and all that other stuff. But uh, without further ado, we'll bring Tim on here.
3: Tim, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. I enjoy it. Uh, Both of you were nice to talk to. Um, I'll be honest. I'm just a little poke. I'm not a big guy. Um, I love creating. That is my whole key. I started making baits, oh, my gosh, back in probably the early 70s. I was tying jigs with my grandfather. Um, got into obviously crappies and walleyes fishing in Mississippi with him. And then I got the little boat from my grandfather. Unfortunately he passed away, but, uh, I got the little boat and started fishing the rock river, which everybody's like, Oh my God, you're fishing the rock river. (laughs) Um, it was full of crappies, Northern sand. Lo and behold, we found smallmouth bass. Um started catching smallmouth bass and dotty dotty dot crappies northerns um start tying my own jigs for smallmouth um they're pretty unique um unique item i started the bucktail jig and then i created a conehead jig which most people have never seen in their life and start fishing tournaments on the rock river and everybody was like going where did this come from where do you get those where do you get those i said well you know what you guys don't need to know so we had to start wrapping (laughs) our bait in aluminum foil before we fished wow and then we came across oh yeah you're talking 150 boats back then, back in the early 80s. And then we found a guy, this is what intrigued me into porn plastics. There was a gentleman that we met at the Chicago sports show. And he was a plastic pourer. And this was probably 84, 85. And he had a paddle tail. Believe that or not, he was the only person that had paddle tails, wow. and they were three and a half inches, four inches long. He sold them by the pound. Wow. So wow. That's what two, three guys would do. We'd all get together. We'd grab everything, take them up to him. Yeah, here's the pound. You know, we are pounding pound and, <laughs> half. and we'd go, yep, you're good. And then we got the know him and... That's what intrigued me into starting on plastic baits. Um, started talking to the guy and he started giving me a little bit more information on where he was getting stuff and as I was showing the wonderful world of molds. Silicone molds. That's what he started with and he still use them up to probably I haven't seen him pouring baits for probably seven, eight years now. So that was my key to start pouring baits because I couldn't get what he had. I couldn't get the ultimate mold, the chucks, the incredible pre hooked harness worm with curls. Become a living nightmare with that one, to be honest with you. It became no, a nightmare because everybody wanted them. It won thousands and thousands of, probably $10,000. Um, the was here in Rockford, and he did not do well. I can remember Ian at his house, and there were semis lined up. Waiting for those worms. A oh my God! Yeah. Wow. And guess who was right behind? <laughs> the IRS. So <laughs> it got ugly. But anyway, that's, that's how I started.
2: What made yeah. you start with silicone?
3: Yeah. Um, the need for baits. I needed those paddle tails. I needed that. We call it the Chuck's worm up here. I needed those to fish tournaments. Um, the Chuck's worm, I I won thousands of dollars on. The paddle tail, I've won thousands of dollars on smallmouth fishing. Um, Lake Wisconsin, Wisconsin River, the Rock River, it was an incubator and did extremely well with it. Um, I did win an angler of the year Would that bait, nice. so not a big circuit, 45 guys, but I did win it on that stupid paddle tail <laughs> and nobody had it. Nobody had it. So that was pretty unique. And that's what exploded me in to doing the silicone molds. Um, I did pick up a few other ones, some flukes and uh, stick worms. You know, they they all had flat sides because they were open pores, but they all worked. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Oh, nice. Yeah, kind of silly. <laughs> so, eventually, become a time I did fly. Uh, flies for guys down in Florida. I spent three years down in Florida uh, for bonefish and redfish. And I can't mention their names. A couple of them have passed, a couple of them are still alive, but they're they're older than me. Okay. I did bonefish and redfish flies and they were very popular. Um, Nice. But then I came back home, and that's when
4: all hell broke loose.
3: <laughs> it's almost because like it was perfect
1: timing for you. Yeah, I was
2: just going to say, <laughs> good timing.
3: And uh, I'll give you a, a lot of info, and that's when Cindy came into my life. Um, she's been a big fire, and obviously she's one fantastic She's a great angler. Um, So I started getting into the aluminum world and the injections. So guess what happened? It was an explosion. I had molds coming every other day to the house. (laughs) I I didn't care if they were $60 or $100. $150, I didn't care. I had to have them. So that's just the way it works. That's called business. And every lure manufacturer can tell you the same story. I would guarantee that.
2: Well, and it you sounds know. like, um, like you had been in the business doing silicone molds molds long enough that you kind of probably had a, a pretty good system for doing that. Before, and when, so you were by about the time the aluminum stuff came on the scene you probably had a pretty good idea how to get started with that, whereas most other people are probably a little behind the learning curve. I would say
3: exactly, and and the biggest thing was I actually got scared because I was starting to do some shows with the silicone molds, selling chucks or I'm sorry, the uh, four inch and five inch stick worms and some other stuff. Erie uh, dearies and whatever. And I started to get nervous because I was cracking some pretty good numbers at these shows. You don't know who's walking up. Uh, I'll yeah. be honest with you. I had, yeah. I a, yeah, you don't know. I wasn't licensed at the time. Um, so, you know, I had a gentleman from Iowa approach me He goes, man, I really love your baits. I want to buy from you. And he goes, how do you feel about making special colors? I said, well, yeah, shoot me what you think you need. He was a chemist. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, this is kind of scary. (laughs) Um, He did the breakdown. And I don't know if either one of you will ever remember Scropper Nog. It's a special Mm-mm. purple. Hmm. I I'm going to show you something right now. That's the recipe for Scrupper Nod. You're not going to see it. <laughs> I was going to say you better not <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> somebody's going to be holding it and be Could like, "All oh, right, I
3: can use two words every- out of it. After he gave this to me, he disappeared. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know. But anyway, that's how you revolve around the world of fishing. What colors are out there? How do you create? Um, I'll be honest. I am a creator. If you give me a color. I'll guarantee you, I'll be so close to it, it's not even funny. Um, it's it's insane. The equipment we get to use today, and I'm not the greatest. I'm just a little guy that perfectionizes everything I do. Let me show you a couple modes. It's hard to see, but that's a drop shot mode. Yep. Okay. And I'm a big drop shot. I, I won't argue that with anybody in the world. Um, I'll guarantee you I can out-drop shot 98% of the people in the world. <laughs> There's my finished project. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty unique. You know? How many people can say that? And that's a very unique color, too. I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. The gold
2: flake, that's yeah. pretty cool.
3: That's mm-hmm. a Lake Geneva killer. I'm
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just going to say that's probably a Lake Geneva bait va- right
3: yeah, there. It's <laughs> Lake Geneva. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I, it gets so crowded, but yeah, that's one of my favorite lakes, and I'll give you guys a tip. Even though it's July and August, everybody says, you got to go deep, uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh, them piers hold a lot of big fish, they'll hold four and five pounders, wow. and I'm learning, and I'm learning that the smallmouth are moving in up there on the piers, because of hmm. the amount of food, yeah. so any questions?
1: Oh boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <I stumped> <laughs> yeah right? Uh, well, for me, uh, when you first got started, so there obviously probably wasn't like big, as many big box stores to just walk in and get some of these molds and stuff, was there? Or how, how would you do it? About- huh?
3: It's all online. Online. How right? You have to shop. Yeah. You have to learn. Yeah. Um, it's probably went from 3 to 4 to probably 10 or 15 now. Um, and you have to be careful with who you deal with. Sure. Um, it's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very fortunate. One of my major contributors is not far from you, Susie. Uh huh? Springfield. Okay. Lure parts. Lure parts online. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Yep. yep. Yeah, they're very good. They're very good. They keep a lot. And now that they have combined with uh, LureCraft or LureCraft joined them, they've got a great, great selection of baits, um, molds, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, Do It. Do It bought out one of my first places I was buying from, which was Caney Creek down in Texas on, oh my gosh, I think it's on Rayborn.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yep. He actually had a backyard and that's where he tested his frogs and everything. And I talked to him many times, great guy to talk to. Um, Bears bait is no longer, he had passed away. They were in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Another company is out in Arizona, Um, BTS, Bait Tackle Supplies. They do fabulous work on molds. Um, I think this is one of theirs. I think that's a fluke mold.
1: Ooh, nice. Okay.
3: Four inch. I love the ribs. And mm-hmm. I know this stuff is hard to see.
1: No,
2: we um, can see that.
3: There's other companies. Um, this is one of the ones that I was questioning. I didn't know if I'd ever get a mold from them, but they're from Ukraine. Um, and it become very large.
1: Okay. Ah,
3: yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise, huh? Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Um, AI, AI angling makes them. Fat guys makes them. Um, you never know who's going to bait out of the industry. Right. No. Yeah. Um, and as I stated, these molds cost anywhere from 35 bucks to 150. And I got 150 molds. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Because you, you have to buy double of what you're pouring because it's a lot easier Um, Sure. give you a little quickie this is the injector that i use okay it's a giant syringe Mm -hmm. in the plastic and you inject it into the mold now the plastic everybody's going well what's the plastic Well, it's roughly about 400 degrees.
2: Okay.
3: Um, (laughs) Most people don't realize that. Um, Yes, I've burnt myself many a times. (laughs) Um, I recommend anybody wanting to start it, please give me a caller, email, whatever. Uh, But I've done it long enough, I'm down to burning myself maybe once a year. I feel pretty but, but, good about that <laughs> you know
1: that's pretty good that's pretty good
3: and I'll, I'll give you i i'll give you a little bit of insight it's a third degree burn Oof. you're right down to the mean.
4: Oh. Yeah, wow it doesn't
3: feel good yeah Oof. so gloves are recommended mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah and i love building baits i i love building spinner baits chatter baits uh jigs or One of my fortes, um, buzz baits, you know, I do love doing that stuff. Swim jigs, Susie, you know, um, I do a lot of jig sales and I'm not, just not talking here in the Midwest. Um, I have two, three gentlemen out in New York that are fishing Cuyahoga, the St. Lawrence, uh, chaplain um damn i can barely keep up with their demands you know and it's really nice because it's only a couple colors so and it's green pumpkin green pumpkin and green pumpkin. <laughs> so, that's very nice and what's really weird is how would you guys like to go out and fish take a day off of work on wednesday and go fish a tournament Against 60 guys.
2: That sounds like fun. Heck
1: yeah.
3: That's what they have out there. Wow.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. Thursday's tournaments. <laughs> Friday's tournaments. Saturday's tournaments. Sunday's tournaments. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, one of the anglers that's coming aboard this year, um, he hit his five best fish were just over 25 pounds, all of my jigs. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Um, his biggest bass on my jig this year was 7'3". And that's all coming out of Kyoga.
1: Oh, nice.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot that I'm doing and a lot of people I'm helping. So, got any crazy questions?
2: Well, I, I'm just, um, like, so I'm completely, um, new to the whole realm of, um, even pouring plastics or like you said, jigs, so do you pour your own lead and stuff too?
3: No, I have a supplier for that. Okay. Okay. Um, um, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, like, what does the process look like? I know the basics. So basically you're, you're. You're, you're taking your plastic, you're melting it down, you're liquefying it, right? And at what, is, is that yes. the point where you, you add your, your flake and all that? Or?
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, it's a small process. It's about a four and a half to five minute process. Um, here you go. I'll show you real quick. This is a special plastic for a gentleman. Um, it looks like milk. To start. Okay. As the process goes, you start hitting up. I use a microwave and Pyrex. We'll just grab one of these. I use Pyrex measuring cups, the glass ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what you use. <laughs> that's what you use. That's a small one. Mm-hmm. This is the outcome after it cools back down it's it, it's like stiffer than jello yeah so the whole key is you take it and there's a system trust me there's a system that you go through through the microwave um, adding your colors at what stage you have to learn that it right. does it, there's no description on how to do that <laughs> um, there isn't um, and if you burn the stuff you better run like hell because it will knock you out
2: oh wow
3: oh yeah it's very strong the stuff I'm using is ego friendly finally um, it's a lot better yes I have been knocked out wow. oh, I, I, I have one I have went and laid down in the backyard. And I had my dog come up and start licking me and make sure I was alive. Uh, <laughs> oh, but there again, that's what you learn. Sure. Um, but no, you, you take it, you put it in, uh, you pour your amount that you think you're going to use and I go up to two cup Pyrex. That was just a little one cup for little short things. Um, you pour it in. I buy five gallons at a time. So, and you have to have a mixer, and I use a drill to mix it. Uh-huh. Um, it takes about four or five minutes to get it good and mixed. Um, and you take it, and I have one cup, I pour it in, come back over here, I throw it in the microwave for two and a half, 280, let it run. It expires. I mix it again. Put it in at 250. It runs its thing. It's starting to turn to gel. It'll turn to jelly. I'll mix it again, put it in for a minute 25, minute 35, and then it turns to liquid. Now I add my colors and my glitters based on what I'm making. Gotcha, and then it' then it it'll, it'll turn to liquid which is crazy. It turns to the liquid and then I take it and hit it about another 45 seconds get everything mixed up and then I check my color. Now colors <laughs> there's no recipe for it.
4: <laughs> I bet
3: All, I've tried to write down how many drops I, I use. It's not. It doesn't work. (laughs) It's it's insane. It's knowledge. And one of my key things that I use, I use the earth to create the color. I let the sun, I let the water dictate the color of that bait. So a lot of my baits I try and make slightly translucent because that gives sunlight, clouds, and water clarity what that bait's gonna look like. And I found that very effective. Okay. Kind of unique. Mm -hmm. I guess I take it to a different level than most people. You know, you want green pumpkin? Sure. There you go, here's your green pumpkin. You know, but no, I try and and I also like to understand where you're fishing at, what right. bodies of water. I have a lot of knowledge on bodies of water, um, where they're at, what they're doing. So I'm not blind. <laughs> I, I'm I, and I'm not colorblind. So you know, <laughs> you tell me where you're fishing, what your water looks like, and I can create it. Um, I can give you a small insight. This is kind of funny. It's kind of rude, too. But (laughs) men are basically about 20% colorblind to start with. So you run into that a lot. Trust me.
1: Interesting. (laughs) I didn't know that.
3: Yes. I have one of my best anglers, and he's a great friend of mine. He's. He's 100%. He only sees black and white.
0: So I'll I'll make
3: baits for him, and I'll throw some oddball stuff in there just for fun. (laughs) And he gets the stuff, and he has his son put it in the boxes, and they're all labeled. It's a beautiful job they do. And he's like, Dad, did you order these? He goes, I don't know. What are they? He goes, I don't know, they're yellow and pink. Mixed. <laughs> he's like, no, he's getting me again. <laughs> you know, but that's the fun of it. I can have fun right. doing it.
1: <laughs> right.
3: You know, so yeah, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to making baits. Um one of the biggest thing is I got tired of coming home from work, and then what do you do? Sure. You're tired.
2: Yep. I was going to say, it's probably the last thing you want to do, necessarily.
3: No. It's a pleasure coming down here in the dungeon and (laughs) making baits. You know what? It relieves your mind. Oh, yeah. It takes everything because you have to focus on it. It, 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 It's a fabulous feeling. It's a good
1: distraction, too, from everything else.
3: Absolutely. It is. And... You know, another one of my little keys is I shut my phone off at 7 o'clock. Because Mm -hmm. become April, May, and June, she'll ring till midnight. (laughs) Yep. Wow. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah.
2: You got to have a (laughs) life, too.
3: (laughs) I got to have a life, too. And I like eating dinner about 7 o'clock, because it gives me a belly full. And it's time for night night. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And there's times I'll, I'll guarantee you people that I've been down here at four o'clock in the morning working on baits <laughs> because I've had hot orders. Wow. You know, which is crazy. Sounds nuts, but yeah, it does happen. Sure. So, any questions?
2: Um, you you mentioned doing it in your basement um, like, and, you know, knocking yourself out. Is that something like ventilation is a key concern there or?
3: Um, what has happened? And, and I should have explained it at that moment. Um, the plastic has changed. It's eagle friendly Okay. Um, yeah. When it first came out, oh my gosh, I had just such a horrible odor.
1: It is probably um, not so very health-friendly.
3: <laughs> no, it wasn't. They actually. I've seen many, many posts where it's actually in some of the waterways. Wow. Oh, wow.
1: Um,
3: And I I can't even pronounce the name of it. It's like Halilate or something like that.
1: Sure. Yeah.
3: (laughs) But they've done away with that. And now it's eagle friendly. I can work on stuff in my basement Mm -hmm. and it doesn't think I'll just smell scent. Oh
1: yeah. Yep.
3: (laughs) You know? and i use oil oils my number one scent mhm uh-huh. mhm uh-huh. i like it <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me but uh, no it's really friendly um i do do a mixture for one angler and you guys are going to laugh It's an soil and coffee.
2: Ooh, I've heard both of those are good uh sense. I don't know, I've never heard of them combined, but that's it makes yep, sense.
3: It's called bomb <laughs> 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 So and that's for one of my anglers in South Dakota. Um he was a college fisherman for South Dakota. And Actually, I did a lot of work with colleges and high schools. And I still do a little work with high schools. Okay, cool. I did Dubuque, Bradley, Illinois State, uh, Platteville. High schools have all been pretty much in the Rockford area. Your Guilfords, Boylan's. Record Christians, um, down south, um, Arthur, which is just south of Springfield. Okay. Um, the thing is what happens with all these schools is when people graduate and dads run running the program, you know, their children, are just, they pretty much go away. So. But it was a guaranteed fun time. Oh, Stillman Valley. I do have Stillman Valley. Lutheran. I kind of wish uh, high
2: school fishing was bigger here in my area, but it, it's kind of unheard of in Pennsylvania where I am. So,
3: Oh, is that where you're at?
2: I'm in Pennsylvania. Yep.
3: Oh, wow. Totally a different area. Yep. Totally different area. No, we were one of the first states to incorporate uh, the high school bass fishing um actually i was an inaugural coach very cool with uh boylan high school and i did a few schools and i did some being a waymaster. nice which was fun i did that for two years so yeah it's all fun and get to see the kids and throw my baits and you know i still go watch them mm-hmm. i said well it's weigh-ins and everything so that's all cool
2: very cool very cool
3: yeah so i like giving to the communities the best i can i i give out baits wherever we go to the youth that are fishing on the piers i'll give them something i'll dig around i've got something for them if it's a four inch stick worm you know five six pack five-inch tip pack, wacky hooks, you know, bluegill baits. I make bluegill baits, crappy baits. You know, so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Wherever I go, I'm handing out baits all the time, you know. So...
0: Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit boattrader.com to get started.
3: Got any other wonderful things you'd like to ask me?
1: Oh yeah. So how did you come right. up- <laughs> how did you come up with the name of Bassett Bates?
3: Okay. Have you looked at my front page on my website? Yes.
2: I just pulled it up. Yep.
3: <laughs> That's my baby. That's Annie May. That's Annie May. She was a human to me. Um, she was a basset hound. And we were in my grandmother's garage pouring baits. And she would always come out and lay next to me. I said, Bubba, what are we gonna name this company? <laughs> and she would just look at me like what are you talking about? <laughs> and I took Bassett Bates and put the split between them. So I made a Bassett Bates.
2: Very cool. And it's all awesome.
3: dedicated to Annie Mae, yeah. the Bassett home. Yeah. <laughs> she was a fabulous dog. So couldn't ask for any more than that. Cool. Right?
1: So now in your method of making your plastic baits, um, yeah. so you would like mix maybe like a cup or so at a time. How many baits would that usually get you? I know it would kind of depend on the mold size that you're using, but like how many would you go through just with the one
3: cup? One cup was limited to basically doing uh, panfish baits or me creating two tones okay
2: okay i was curious how how that worked too yeah
3: yeah this is a two-tone
4: injector
3: very unique right but you have to have this this is the blending block
4: and i'll show you what
3: it does it's very unique Um, these guys were extremely intelligent when they figured them out. (laughs) Um, How to get the flows. And I'm a hydraulic and pneumatic person. This is what they came up with. Two Ah. flows.
4: Look at that.
3: And they would go in. But the secret is knowing which way to put light color on the bottom Dark color on the top. Mm -hmm. So, no instructions. (laughs) You had to learn on your own. (laughs) So, so yeah, I I made my own sketch and learned how to do that. And that's where you actually get to create a bait like this.
1: Yeah, I was curious. I was curious
2: how that worked.
1: Very
3: nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little four-inch fluke.
2: That's beautiful.
3: Um, and it's and it's open for open hook for it's got a nice hook slot in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everything has an unusual place for it. The problem is they take a long time to pour. Because not that it just have to clean out two injectors. I have to clean out a blending block. Well, basically, by the time I get that done, the molds already set and the baits are done, so I can go back in. I'll put my plastic back in for 25, 30 seconds. Back at it again.
2: And when you say clean out, so when you when you pull the the when you pull the uh, the bait out of the block the the mold. There's leftover or what do you, when you say clean out, is that what you're referring to or?
3: Uh, the clean out is basically your injectors. Your dividing block and you get a little bit. Um, let's see if I can show you here. You will get. You see this chamber here? Yeah. That's your injection channel. Okay. Single colors, that's not waste. I can reuse that. Mm -hmm. When it's into two colors, depending upon what color, it becomes waste. Okay. So, yeah, that's why stuff costs so much. Gotcha. Um, Sure. It makes sense. Yeah, nothing is cheap anymore. No, nothing is cheap anymore. So yeah, there's, there's ups and downs. Mm -hmm. If I'm pouring green pumpkin with blue fleck, I'm going through them. Mm -hmm. I can go real fast. Um, If I'm doing two colors, well, you know, it might be 15 minutes one color. Five minutes? Five minutes, yeah. That's how fast it sets. It's setting that fast. I
1: was just going to ask, like, what's the the time frame of, like, it's setting and then cooling off to where you can just take it out and then move on to the next batch?
3: If I'm really working hard, um, one minute. Wow. On four and five inch stickworms, yeah. Crawls may take a minute 30, minute 40. Okay. Uh, depending upon what I'm pouring. Okay.
2: And it just um, cools in the mold. You don't have to like dunk it in water or anything like that. It's all.
3: No, no. And for the molds that I do a lot of, let's say if i inch in sink I have two molds.
2: I knew and you didn't have one. Okay. To
3: control the heat because, oh my. They get hot. And uh, where are they at? I have my special Michael Jackson gloves <laughs> <laughs> that I do wear to okay. to decrease the heat. Because yes, they, they'll go up to 400 degrees your moles. Oof. 350. Oh yeah, they'll get hot. My hands... I don't know how I do it, but I can handle most of it. But wow. when they get to that point, you have to put the gloves on. Yeah. I mean, obviously I was playing today. If you look at my thumbs, see the blue dies. <laughs> yeah, I was playing today. I was playing, you know, but uh, yeah, the stuff will get hot. It will burn. It will hurt um it's nothing to play with with kids sure. they have to yep. be supervised um yeah it all has to be supervised um even myself i get carried away at times but i'll still burn myself and it's not good yeah i mean yeah. when you get hot plastic on your hand and you pull it off your skin's coming with it
1: No. Oh. <laughs>
3: oh yeah it hurts Ouch. <laughs> it takes the blister right off how's that wow. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> so yeah you have to be careful um i was going to show you a couple uh chatter coming out
1: i was also going to ask you um when it comes to your waist of, like, your plastic stuff, do you like try to reuse it for, like, you know, just like a, a darker colored bait type thing? Or what what do you usually end yes. up doing with plastic?
3: I, your waste? I, I can play with that. Um, most plastic, I can reuse. <clears throat> it's based on pigment in the colors. So you have to get to be a scientist in its own matter. <laughs> sure. um, whites, whites don't have any pigment.
1: Right.
3: Believe it or not, black has very little pigment. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it, it will burn real fast. Um, Interesting. White's one of the worst. Clear clears real bad. Um, the other colors are not so bad. Oh, purple burns real quick. Hmm. Or grape, it burns real quick. Which I think it falls under the black. Uh, window.
4: Okay. It has a tendency.
3: Um if I'm doing remelts, I know how to control my heats to get it where I can get two or three times out of it. Um some other colors I can pour five, six times. You know, you, you just don't know. Sure. It's what people want. And that's a big thing. Um I am gonna start downsizing this year. Um, Colors and bait wise, Mm -hmm. that won't happen until probably April. So I can be more efficient uh, to service more people at a faster pace. Sure. Um, And it's gonna be more of the soft plastics and some skirt materials that here nor there, you know, you get playing with stuff you you don't know what's going to sell
1: right you have no clue, yeah.
3: you have no clue what's going i mean susie you throw me a few curveballs <laughs> um, your pastel colors come on
1: hey man like you told me you like you like to get creative exactly. i was like all right Let's see let's see what this looks like cuz sometimes I deal with really dirty water. I <laughs> yeah. Oh
3: I know exactly and that's part of the game. Yep. That's part yep. of the game. So we live and learn by it. So, that's right. Yeah. But uh
2: So you were all... showing that uh chatterbait um what all is involved in creating the chatterbait. You're you're ha- you're tying the skirts and um
3: I'm assembling it. Okay. Um, basically, I'm just assembling it. Um, I've I've got a head maker. Uh, I've got my s- split rings, the blades, and the snaps. I buy them in quantity, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, five minutes. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Depending upon how I feel, I can do three.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um. Buzz baits, I love building. Cool. Here's one of the gold blades that Ooh. don't really see. Now, I have not touched this bait since I built it. Huh.
2: That's
3: pretty good. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty good blade movement. Uh, Spinner baits, I take a little pride in. Um,
0: At Midway USA, we know the AR 15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 556 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, I don't know where I'm
1: at here. Go up
3: anyway <laughs> i wrap here and i wrap at the end as well and my spacers it took me three four years to determine what space i wanted hmm. and there again i i assemble okay and that's wrapped and then i grind it down to a flush mount okay. which you don't see you don't see um there are some big things i like to do mm-hmm. um And I like to play with colors a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Susie, you haven't even seen this one jig. This is a new swim jig that I have created. Uh, Go up. There you go. It's got four different skirt pieces in it. Wow. And the top one is... Blue reflective. So Ooh. as the light hit it, it changes. The light color you see is a blue, but it has a tendency to turn purple.
2: Ooh. Very cool.
3: Yeah. So I do love playing.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
3: they do, and they do get used quite a bit. Um, I'll be honest, most of my baits take darn near a year before I release them to the public.
2: I was just curious. Because I was going I'm to ask a, about that. How much do you I get to, to actually fish with them? Yeah.
3: It's not me. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's some of my anglers get the fish for them. Very cool. And that's the key. That's the whole key. Um, I have anglers in New York. I have South Dakota. I have Iowa. I have Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri that are my big testers. So, they're throwing them. Okay. And then I get the feedback to find out, okay, are they working or not? And then we make a decision.
2: Gotcha. Just
3: because I'm catching on it doesn't mean that you're going to. You're in Pennsylvania. I don't know. You know, you got different bodies of water than I got. You know, so, I don't know. Susie, we're close to the same type of bodies of waters and... You know, we can relate, but with you, Sean, I don't know. (laughs) So it's very unique. Everything is very unique.
2: No, and that's one of the things that took me the longest to learn was that, you know, you watch YouTubers and stuff and they swear by a color, but just because it works where they are doesn't mean it's going to be work for you. So that's a lot of trial and error, too. Well, and word of mouth and that kind of thing, but...
3: uh, a word of many years of wisdom. Green pumpkin? Yep. Green pumpkin seed? Can't beat it. Black and blue? You can't beat it. But there are some secrets. <laughs> Everybody knows what their secrets are and I can't display them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's the way it is. There mm-hmm. are. There are. Um, I'm sure you know, Susie knows who some of the guys I work with. Um, and one of the biggest ones is Tyler Cole.
1: Yep.
3: He's, he's my number one. Um, he's very good and he's very good working development with him and i have come up with some incredible stuff he's got (laughs) his own spinner bait out um we thought about a buzz bait but unfortunately with the cost of everything oh my lord the prices are killing me right now i i have to put my spinner baits up another notch because of the cost of material. yeah and it's sad. it's sad. you know you, you, you can make a high quality bait, but unfortunately the people that are fishing have to pay for it. Yeah and I see the cost that's out there. I see spinner baits going for 1299. There's no way I could charge 1299. I would never sell one um, right you know. Cheddar baits? No way. I'm not gonna charge somebody $7.99 for a, a jig, just because it's tied. You're not gonna have it that long. You're gonna <laughs> break it
1: off. Right?
3: <laughs> you know, that's the way it works. And it's very difficult. And it's hard enough with the plastic. I've got hit with some price increases this year and I'm just like going, oh Lord. What am i gonna do
2: yeah exactly
3: you know that's the hardest part yeah opponent pricing is definitely a kick in the butt
1: definitely uh, one thing i forgot to ask earlier though is uh so i don't know if there is a um like a patent on plastic molds but like when you make chatterbaits and spinnerbaits, you have to um, make them so that they're a certain percentage uh, different than, like, you know, say, like the name brand chatterbait type thing, so that you don't get in trouble.
3: Right. Um, the only one that came into the biggest plate, and I actually got a letter. Oh. Um, was the Z-Man chatterbait? Okay. Because it's a direct connection. Right. N- n- no split ring. So oh. Yeah. Uh, the other one was with stickworms. The yadamaru. model under,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, this is where it got crazy is he actually sold the design to do up molds Hmm. because he's getting out of it. And this was, Oh my gosh, five, six, seven years ago, but everybody was making that mold. They didn't care. Right. The, the whole thing behind his bait was, and I'll be rude about this is was his salt content. He had so much salt in it. That it would sink, and it was a one bite and done bait. Right. That's all it was. That's all there was. Um, I think
1: everybody can attest to that. Like I mean, oh,
3: absolutely. (laughs) I'm not a salt guy. I don't believe in it. I believe in presentation. Mm -hmm. Um, my plastic off floats. To give you a tip, Uh, there is. At. Uh-huh. I don't use salt. Number one, it's going to kill my molds. And I don't want to buy molds every year. Um, get too for that to start with. But uh, it adds it adds cost. And I think scent is more important than salt.
4: Hmm.
3: A- and I have learned that anisole is a great carrier in the water system um that's crazy um one thing that my fa- grandfather showed me back in the 70s was you take anis oil and you heat up some uh vaseline and mix it together and get some sponges cut them up in little chunks Put those in there, mix them around, pull them out before they it settles. Go trout fishing, and hmm. that's been a motto of mine since then. Huh. And yes, it does work. And yes, it does work. <laughs> I mean, interesting. Yes, it is. It's very interesting. So, I've played enough around here. I've got some. I I give some little samples of guys and. Give them some anal bomb and let them play with it. <laughs> no, like, this stuff is phenomenal on a tube. in the sprint. This stuff is phenomenal because it doesn't evaporate. It's still hard because temperature dictates the breakdown of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's crazy stuff. That's the stuff you can play with. And now that I'm retired, I get the time to play with it. Even more. Yeah, so that's where I'm at, and that's what I do, and I have fun doing it. And it sounds like a of lot of pleasure every, every age group. That's what's that's fun. That's right.
1: That's awesome.
2: <laughs> very cool. Very cool.
3: Yeah. So, you got any more questions?
2: Um, I was just going to ask if if somebody wanted to get into uh, just making their own baits, what's the bare minimum you would start with? Like one mold, one injector, one Pyrex, and, you know, start from there or?
3: Well, I'm going to say you're not going to be happy with one mold. Okay. Right. Okay. I'll be honest with you. Um, Because you're just not going to because – you're going to yourself. Okay, I'm only creating four worms or five worms, whatever moldy's got. Stick worms, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a five inch. Maybe I need a four inch. You know what I'm saying? Because no, that makes sense. I'm a fanatic. I love throwing four inch. Cindy loves throwing five inch.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> My biggest bass in Illinois. Is come on, four inch. You know, I got a six-three that I caught on a four inch, nice. and that's here in Rockford. Caught it out of Rockcut State Park, of all places. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, there's big fish out there. Um, anyway, I would say you're going to spend two hundred bucks to to pour stick worms. Sure. And i'll be honest and i don't want a profile but i go to do it molds to start okay get my molds. um they're casted. there's nothing wrong with them they're a little dull finish hey fish don't care it's still the profile coming down
1: right it's got a little
3: order to it and i'm gonna eat it (laughs) you know for 200 bucks yeah, get two molds, get an injector, a gallon of plastic, some green pumpkin, black fleck. Get a little couple ounces of sun, and go have at it. <laughs> be Very careful.
1: cool. Go yeah. have fun, and yeah. go create, and be creative.
3: <laughs> go creative, yeah. I, I Trust me, I've been there a hundred times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've made... I've made jigs just for people that were playing games and I didn't know it. And I had a gentleman go, hey, can you make coleslaw? I'm like, really? <laughs> Five minutes later, I shot him a picture. He goes, really? <laughs> That's what he did? I'm like, it was a challenge. Right. Can <laughs> <laughs> you do fried chicken? I'm like okay this is being a game <laughs> so I have chicken and I put gold tinsel in to give it to shine <laughs> you know that's so awesome. you know, that's the fun stuff
2: that's payback for you uh, making yes. that guy the pink and yellow worms
3: I think exactly <laughs> it was still the same guy to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but you know what that's what's fun I can sit and create and right. not a lot of people can do that You know, I can do that. Um, I'll be honest, I probably have 75 to 80 different skirt patterns. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it's not hard to create. It's fun. Right. I guess I have a little artsy behind my mind that I never found. (laughs) right maybe
2: you did find it i think you found it yeah well
3: i think i probably did later in life you know (laughs) but uh yeah maybe it was my 70 life that finally brought it out. i don't know
2: not all uh not all artists canvas is uh you know oil and paint you know
3: yep exactly you're very true with that so yeah very happy with what i do um especially now that I'm retired, I can focus a little more on it. Guys, you don't understand when you're working nine hours a day, you come home, you're doing three, four hours into the basement right after, and then 10 to 12 on Saturdays and Sundays for weeks on end. That's work.
1: Yeah,
3: that's That's a lot of
1: time and work.
3: Um, yeah, it took away from my, my fishing a little bit, but that was at a major growth at that time.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: It slowed down a little bit, but uh, now I feel like I can take them growth back again and expand it even faster.
2: Very so, cool. Awesome. We'll see if it
3: happens. Yeah. We'll see. It's all fun. <laughs> I get frustrated, sure, just like you guys do every day. If you can't get frustrated, why live? Amen. Because you're always going to have something else to look at that's going to make you happy. That's right. right? That's how I look at things.
2: That is a good perspective, I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: So. Awesome, Tim. Well, thanks you know. again uh, for coming on yep, and,
4: uh, and yes. uh,
2: giving us a little glimpse into the world of bait making. Because, uh, you know, for, I know, you know, I'd... I'd I've thought about it and tossed it around and you know, now I, I might uh, go see what I can create. You know, it's, it's, it sounds well, pretty cool.
3: If you were smart, you would start playing with a little bit of jigs. If you're a jig fisherman, that's where the fun is. Okay. That's way more fun than playing with plastic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jigs are fun. Jigs are a lot of fun. Trust me. I know. <laughs> yeah, I love creating jigs. I mean, I've got I've got stuff nobody's ever seen over here. I'm the only one that's yep. the stuff.
1: I, I can I can attest to that. You you've got some pretty, <laughs> pretty unique
3: stuff. You really Yeah, do. and that's the fun stuff. But yeah, most definitely if that's the direction you want to go. I don't know if you're a chatterbait man or a spinnerbait man. I have a spinner bit that I I have not shown the public yet. That's mine.
2: And mine cool. Only. Very cool.
3: Nobody and... gets it. <laughs> Maybe nice. someday. Nice. <laughs> but that's what it's all about. That's where it gets fun. You know, and, and sometimes you have to have that style.
2: Well, I think bottom line, just catching a fish on something you created or seeing other people catch fish on things you created it has to be a pretty special feeling. Yeah.
3: Well, and there again, I've sent one, two, three, four, four teams to the high school state here in Illinois, and they were throwing my baits. Awesome. So, heck yeah. Top finish was eight. So, but other than that, I'll take it.
2: Heck yeah. That's
3: the fun stuff. Oh, and one last note. I did in twenty sixteen, I was at the Bassmaster Classic and I was building jigs the night before day one takeoff for an angler from Iowa. Yes. And he went fishing on it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. How crazy was that? That's pretty That's cool. Um, yeah, it was. He beat Kevin Van Dam, so that even made it better. <laughs> right?
2: So,
3: all right, my friends. Thank you very much. Wonderful mm. night.
2: No problem, Tim. Thanks yep. again. Uh, guys, make sure you go on and check out Bassett Baits online. You can find it. Uh, Tim, why don't you let them know where they can find you?
3: Uh, Bates at Comcast.net. Very or a
2: website, and uh, you are on Facebook as well?
3: That's my, yes, I am. Same scenario. Okay. And obviously, you can see my phone number if anybody's got any serious questions. Um, my phone is on till 7 p.m. Central <laughs> Time. I'm very sticking about that. So,
2: hey, that, that's, I, I, I think that's great that you stick to that because that, you know. Yep. Yep. yep.
3: So. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
2: No problem, Tim. No All right, guys. Well, okay. thanks again for tuning in to this episode of uh, Bass Fishing for Noobs. And thanks, Tim, for coming on. Um, you know, we can't wait to see what you come up with next. I'm definitely going to be checking out uh, your new Absolutely. stuff. So, yep. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks again for tuning in. This has been Bass Fishing for Noobs, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night. Thank you.
4: Thank <music> you.
1: Did you,
0: I was gonna say. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8:30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV.